Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello to you and everyone, all our friends around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today we have a topic that is all important, especially for our times of awakening and major transformation. Boy, are we ever having major transformation these days. We're calling our show The Miracle of Forgiveness, Sharing Your Joy of Truth. If you've been tuning into our shows this season, a season being 13 weeks, you know that our overall theme for this 18th season has been The Miracle of Sharing Your Joy. Each week we've been exploring a different facet of sharing your joy in the multitude of ways that you are able to share it. So for this episode, we're looking into the joy of truth and what that has to do with the miracles that arise whenever you forgive. First of all, remember what Jesus proclaimed, truth shall set you free. It's when you see the truth in the matter that you set yourself free from whatever is the matter. Knowing the truth You no longer are being a body. You realize yourself as spirit. Once free, you can choose what and how you'd like to proceed in your life. You are no longer beholden to the chains that bound you to that problem, person, situation, or worry. When you gain your freedom, if you were stuck in some sort of conundrum in your life before, you regain your creative power and choice to create something new and different. It is through forgiving someone, yourself, or some problematic situation that you free yourself from your previous entanglement with them. The freedom that comes with forgiveness is the real miracle of forgiveness. Does that sound good to you? Sounds good to me. (laughs) Well, then let's see how that might work. People tend to misunderstand the nature of forgiveness and forgiving, and it doesn't even enter their mind unless they are grieved in some way. I've heard people say things like, I will never forgive you, or I will never forgive myself, in reaction to experiencing some kind of deep emotional upset and pain. More often than not, when a person feels a profound injustice, betrayal of trust, or infliction of harm upon them by another, They recoil and withdraw any sense of love they might have had prior to that experience from whom they believe is the perpetrator of that injury. Forgiving what or who they assume is the perpetrator may be the last thing on their mind. It may take a great deal of time before they might even consider forgiveness. I've heard and read many accounts of those who were gravely injured, whether physically, financially, emotionally or psychologically, who ended up forgiving their offenders. Some even reached out to them to cultivate a long-term friendship and succeeded, although that's not always necessary in forgiveness. 
Almost in every case, the so-called victim of the profound loss said that they came to the realization that if they couldn't forgive the one they blamed, the anger, hatred, and fear they held within themselves would kill them as surely as a lethal dose of cyanide or nuclear radiation. They knew that the emotional upset that they held within themselves would sooner or later eat them alive from inside. What does that common experience and wisdom of such injured people teach the rest of us? That although forgiving an offender of deep hurt may seem to be just one of many choices we each have to choose from, in truth, it is a, ne- it is a necessity for any kind of lasting healing. No matter what the loss we've experienced might be or how great of a loss it might seem to be, Sooner or later, we each have to come to terms with the reality of what forgiveness is, how forgiveness works, and why forgiveness is the only way to our true freedom and ultimate healing. What each of the so-called victims who turned to forgiving those who perpetrated the pain upon them discovered was that the only chance they had of ending the intense suffering they were going through forgiving whoever and whatever they held responsible for causing their pain. Each one realized that their willingness to forgive first transformed them from a victim into the empowered and creative being that they always were. Being the forgiver gave them back the life of joy they believed they had lost forever. This is the miracle of forgiveness that is the gift that keeps on giving. Even just hearing about the extraordinary people who were able to forgive the perpetrators or even unimaginable cruelties that they became lifelong dear friends with, you might have to ask and answer for yourself this question. If we know that forgiving is the only possible way to get ourselves free from whatever torment of suffering we might be experiencing, why is it often so difficult to even consider it as an option? Well, it is most difficult to even entertain the thought of forgiving that we blame for causing our unbearable pain when we are in the very throes of our deep suffering. When life is good and we are not suffering from some egregious loss, we might be able to contemplate the pros and cons of forgiveness. So what seems to obliterate any possibility of forgiving when we feel we have lost something central or indispensable in our lives, it is that experience of profound loss and grief and the resulting psychic agony. When we have that kind of an experience, not only are we feeling an unreplaceable loss in our life, but we are feeling hopelessly lost ourselves. Lost, we tend to grasp at straws to somehow regain some kind of grip on reality. As we search in our shock-induced tunnel vision, all we can see for certain is that the person or group or thing, thing or event took away the thing that mattered most in my life for me. That seems like a lifetime when we're adrift alone in a vast, dark, and stormy seas. Something to focus on to lead us back to some kind of reality. The problem with that, however, is that it is not reality. As much as it may appear at the time to be the truth, not only to us, but to anyone who cares about us, It isn't the truth, the unshakable ground of reality. It is just our tunnel vision perception of what happened to us and what caused that experience. 
just as Elvis Presley is quoted as saying, truth is like the sun. You can shut it out for a time, but it ain't going away. I like that one. Our perception of anything is just our perception of it at the moment. It isn't permanent or forever like the truth. How we perceive an event when it happens and how we perceive that same event 30 years later can be significantly different. The truth, on the other hand, never changes. What is true today will be true a millennia from now. The enormous mountain range will eventually become the bottom of the ocean or the desert plain, but the truth remains unchanged. Especially when we endure a painful, traumatic experience, we tend to fix our inner sight and mind on our ever-changing perception in that moment and assume it as the truth of the matter and reality as it is. Yet, it never is. Perception is never the truth or reality because it is always changing. Well, to quote another legend, Mark Twain, about the truth, quote, If you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. (laughs) End quote. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) You you don't have to remember anything because the truth never changes. No matter when you look at the truth, it's still the same truth. You only have to remember what you make up in your mind to stay consistent with it because it always changes. Georges Braque, the 20th century French artist, put it succinctly, quote, truth exists, only lies are invented, end quote. (laughs) And Arthur Schopenhauer, the 19th century German philosopher, had this to say about the truth, quote, all truth passes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as being self-evident, end quote. Well, I find this fits my observation of people seeking a way out of their profound suffering a lot of times. Many people at first dismiss or ignore in some way even the notion of forgiveness when they feel that they are the injured party before they might even consider forgiveness as an option for them. Then, even when they have progressed to a stage where they might even consider forgiving, they generally first tend to vehemently oppose it. Yet, ultimately, for those like the ones Raphael referred to earlier, who got themselves to that place of awareness that forgiving was the only way out of their suffering, the truth finally became self-evident, at least to them. To others, especially those closest to the one who had been victimized, that their loved one forgave the perpetrator is still almost unthinkable. Forgiveness to them had not yet become a self-evident truth. They were still blinded by their own guilt and pain. You've all probably heard someone say that ultimately all forgiveness boils down to self-forgiveness, even in the event that another person actually committed a terrible crime against you. 
If you review carefully the experience and the process that each person who was considered the victim in the circumstance and the experience that deprived them of something extremely valuable, you'll discover that before they were able to get to the place of forgiving the perpetrator, they had to first forgive themselves enough to choose their own healing rather than continue their suffering by and going against someone else, blaming someone else, or even blaming themselves. But what would such a person have to forgive themselves for? I mean, after all, weren't, weren't they the victim? Yeah, it's simple. They have to forgive themselves for their early initial perception after having the loss-inducing experience that they were the first to blame for bringing about that loss and suffering because they were the ones experiencing it. Unconsciously, they began punishing themselves for their own failure that brought about that painful loss. Unconsciously, they immediately assumed guilt for their misstep. That's why so often a person going through a major loss will begin to think of all what Raphael calls the could've, would've, should'ves. I should have been more careful. I could have stopped earlier. Why didn't I pay more attention? I should have gotten, not gotten angry. I should have stayed home instead of going out. And on and on and on. What did I do wrong? It must have been my fault somehow. And long before that person begins to blame someone or something else for causing them the harm, they are already blaming themselves and being guilty for the loss and pain. Whenever you blame anyone, including especially yourself, you begin to punish the one you're blaming for your pain. As long as you hold on to that blame, you continue the punishment. And unbeknownst to yourself, you deepen and increase your pain and suffering. That's what became self-evident to those people who amazed everyone else by choosing to fully forgive even the convicted offender. With forgiveness, we store ourselves to that everlasting and unchanging truth of unconditional, limitless, and eternal loving. We are then able to not only freely express our essential loving nature, but also experience being loved by others without being willing to and choosing to forgive those who we blame, especially ourselves, we cannot experience love because we are turning our awareness away from it. As Elvis accurately put it, you can shut it off for a time, but it ain't going away. <laughs> and it's up to each of us in our exercise of free will given to us by our creator to choose forgiveness to free ourselves from our guilt blame, and punishment. So what makes forgiving the offender, especially our own self, so difficult even to consider? Why do most people first ridicule or dismiss the truth that forgiveness is the ultimate healing and miracle producer? What makes it so difficult to choose to forgive even when the writing is on the wall that it may be the only way to our freedom and experiencing the joy of life again. It essentially boils down to fear, fear of continuing loss and further loss. 
If we forgive who we perceive as the cause of our pain, they can hurt us again. Fear of being lost and having no sense of reality or control. If we forgive and let loose, fixing our mind's eye securely on who and what caused our loss and why, we may lose our grip on reality. Judgment and blame give us a false sense of control. You might retain some kind of comfort in the reality that he's the evil who did this to me. There's a sense that you have control because you're certain that this particular person did this particular thing to you. I am the victim and he's the perpetrator. It offers a sense of black and white. Nevertheless, none of that is true in the essential or ultimate sense. As Raphael mentioned earlier, truth is never changing while our perception is ever changing. When we are afraid, we seek the sense of security that comes from having some kind of control over our reality. Yet we can never control the truth. Truth, being without limitations, not being bound in time, can't be controlled. Of course, there's no need to control the truth either. Truth simply is now and forever. It's in the false sense of controlling the ever-changing that we seek in vain when we're in fear. The moment we give ourselves the courage to face what we believe we fear and let fear be the lie that it always is, we free ourselves to consider forgiving by getting to the truth of the matter. Well, we're just about at our first break already. So we wanted to remind you that the next teleclass in our popular ongoing series titled You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think is happening this very Saturday, July 23rd, and this is 2022, in case you're listening to this later, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. This class will help you feel better, have more clarity, and express your creativity. The title of this particular uh, class in this series is called your chakras and your creative expression energy work for tuning up your chakras join up and celebrate taking your next step also you can call our assistant debbie at 530-926-2650 to join us for this class we'll return in a couple minutes with the miracle of forgiveness sharing your joy of truth we'll be right back Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. 
Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's wonderful to have you back, and welcome to those of you who are just joining us. Today we've been talking about one of my favorite subjects, the miracle of forgiveness, sharing your joy of truth. So let's find out more about how you can forgive, share more of your joy of your inner truth, and forgive both others as well as yourself. Well, before the break, I was talking a little bit about the uh, component of fear that makes it difficult for us to even sometimes consider forgiving, especially when we're in the throes of our suffering, right? You know, when we're not in that particular suffering experience, well, then we can think clearly and go, okay, no, that sounds, that sounds, um, you know, uh, reasonable. (laughs) That makes sense. The whole bit. But what about when when we're in the throes of pain and, and suffering and just, just, you know, feeling awful, it's just like my life has been ruined, it's my honor has been taken away, you know, I lost my fortune, I, I lost my career, whatever it is that is the big loss that we're going through, because isn't that basically what suffering our suffering is is we've lost something that we feel we need which which is essential to our our life and it could be even losing your identity or losing your physical health ah use of your body in the way you're used to so there's a lot of things that we we suffer in the course of a regular life where we feel a big loss And when we're going through that, and we're very emotional and upset and just our thoughts are pretty dark, you know, we're we're going down the the rabbit hole of, I don't know how I'm going to continue. I don't know what's going to happen to me. And we're we're afraid. We're scared. And so that's what I was talking about in terms of, okay, so what, what do you do with that fear? How do you, how do you? start to recognize, oh yeah, underlying all of our resistance to even considering letting something be, letting something go, forgiving, and and really look for the truth of the matter uh, instead of what appears to be. That it requires a, a good degree of courage. You have to be on your own side. You can't be against yourself, which means, ah, it starts with forgiving yourself. You know, until you forgive yourself of whatever happened, 
ah, you're, you're not going to be able to have the courage. Because at that point, when you're angry at yourself, when you're blaming yourself, when you're guilty, you're divided against your own self. And as they say, united we stand, divided we fall. So most people assume that to forgive, they have to do something to another. As in, I forgive you even though you hurt me badly or you took away a most important thing from me, but I forgive you anyway. But forgiving isn't about that. Forgiving naturally and effortlessly comes about when you see and directly experience the unchanging truth beyond your perception of what happened to you and what you lost. Ultimately, all loss boils down to the loss of your experience or awareness of limitless, unconditional, everlasting love. So, for example, when the person you love more than anything in the world dies or goes away in some way or, sometimes worse, betrays you, you might feel a huge loss of that love that you experienced before in relationship with that person. Most people tend to assume that the object of their love is the cause of their experience of love. It comes from the assumption that they experience that depth of love when that person is present in their life and they don't experience that when they're gone. Yet the person is not the experience of your love or even the cause of your love. Love is truth that is never changing already and forever within you. You can ignore it or forget it temporarily, but you can never get rid of it because, as truth, it never changes. Forgiveness comes directly as a result from you seeing that truth and experiencing that everlasting, unconditional love within you. And immediately, you won't have any hesitation in relinquishing the resentment, anger, hatred, blame, guilt, and anything else you are holding on to in your mind for your sanity and reality and sense of control. You know, that's what we do when we're really afraid. We try to control something. We need to feel a sense of control. You realize that what happened already happened, and you don't have to do anything about it or can do anything about it other than leave it as it truly was and create a new in the present moment. The experience of your inner unchanging truth always brings about the experience of joyous freedom and unconditional love that is part and parcel of the experience we call eternal life. The experience is never predicated on controlling the conditions and the circumstances of life in this world. You can do that until the cows come the home. Cows come home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for the cows to come home. Uh, <laughs> whether the day is sunny or rainy, you know, hot or cold, whether the world is at peace or at war, no matter what anyone does or says, life goes on ever more joyfully. That is the end game of forgiveness. The more you're willing to give forgiveness a chance, 
the more you will begin to see the truth that brings about forgiveness effortlessly. Why condemn yourself to continued pain and suffering when you can forgive yourself of whatever you merely perceived and assumed and move on to live in the present moment expressing and sharing your joy of that never-changing truth? When you do, you will bring about many miracles of forgiveness in yourself and in others around you. Yes, forgiveness is uh, not for the faint of heart, (laughs) but if you start to look at this, you're going to find out that it is, in a way, our ticket home. Our ticket home meaning home back to God. I would say forgiveness is the very most difficult thing any human being has to do. I have found uh, practicing and studying something called A Course in Miracles to be very helpful because it's a course in forgiveness. And exactly what Michael was talking about, you see the truth and the truth sets you free and love is truth. So how do you get to forgiveness and, uh, and not stay stuck on whatever it was that happened? Well, one of the attitudes I picked up from uh, taking The Course in Miracles was to look at the world as an illusion, like a dream. You know, when you wake up in the morning, sometimes dreams give you good information and stuff like that, predictions, it does for me. But ultimately, when you wake up, where did that dream go? You know, it didn't really exist in the first place. And when you pass over in this life, it's the same thing with a lifetime. It's it's kind of a dream, and a dream that you're, on some level or another, awake. And if you make your experience really, really, really real, then you're going to have a harder time experiencing or being able to forgive. So as you forgive, you start to be able to put that experience in that same realm as the dream world. It's it's. It doesn't exist in the here and now. It only does because we hang on to it and we think it's real. And when a person starts to focus on the idea of, I want to master forgiveness, including self-forgiveness, it's not an easy road, but it's the fastest road to enlightenment as far as I've ever seen. And it's kind of an amazing thing because, yes, challenges will still come your way because that's the nature in this world. You know, it's like things go up, things go down, things go up, things go down. It's like waves in the ocean. The the big waves are the challenges, so to speak. And when we make mistakes and can't forgive ourselves, we're going to ride on that same wave for a long time until we are able to let it go. And when we do, it's a total miracle because a great portion of our energy isn't holding that up, holding against, going out, going away, and losing our energy. So, you know, as an example, I've been practicing this for a very long time, and I still have my challenges that really kind of kick me in the rear, just like everybody else. That's what we tell our students. You know, just because we're teaching about this doesn't mean we don't have to go through this it's, it's just that having these tools helps us go through them much, much faster. And this recent experience for me 
is something some of you people in Hollywood uh, might have experienced where you put a lot of time and energy in, into a particular film project. You know, someone interviewed me for an hour and um, other people in my house and that sort of thing. And it was really, I was so excited about this thing. And as it turned out, I ended up on the cutting room floor. You know, they had to cut me out. And at first, I was really hurt by this. And um, I was surprised because nothing, usually because of my practices, things don't usually get to me like they used to. But this did because I was very, very excited about this project and everything. And so for about, I'd say, three hours, I walked around with my lip out and and feeling my heart hurting and all this kind of stuff. And then I realized, silly me, you know, this is just part of the illusion, part of the challenge, this saying, okay, Raphael, here's your opportunity to forgive. And as soon as I came to that conclusion, I started to feel better. And then that pain in my heart just went away. It's just like, you know, it went away. And I was very happy about that because something like that could, um, you know, some some of you people that are out there trying to be actors and actresses and, and you actually get a part and then it goes away for some reason, you know, that can be a big disappointment and feel like a failure of some sort. But it isn't. It's just an experience and uh, onward to the next thing. It doesn't mean you are a failure at all or you did a bad job or anything like that. Uh, so I am now able to talk about it very, very easily because for me, looking at this project that I was involved in is a really important project, and I'm really happy to see that it's, it's getting finished and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we all have our disappointments, and disappointments can be just as hard for some of us as, you know, someone slapping us in the face or insulting us or that sort of thing. So forgiveness really does bring the joy of truth. And the, the truth is, you know, none of this is real. And as long as we realize that, then we can sort of ride on, on the wave of, of ease through everything. Yeah, it's, you know, it's an, this was a, what Raphael shared with you was really a great uh, example of that whole process. And and I realize a lot of you listening might not know each of our backgrounds and everything that well, but uh, here's a good example of arriving at the truth, the self-evident truth that never changes. Raphael talked to you about, you know, she's been studying this Course in Miracles for many years now. And when she first started, uh, she was very excited and enthusiastic about sharing it with me and and i i was interested but then uh <laughs> my uh spirit guide one of my major spirit guides <laughs> the one who actually taught this course in miracles in in this in this format came to me in spirit and said oh yeah is is i'm not against this of course but I don't want you to study it at this point. And I said, okay, why is that? He says, you'll see, but please don't study it right now. And, and uh, you, you could, you know, uh, listen to Raphael's experiences and everything, what she's learning, but, but don't study it. 
I said, okay. So I told Raphael, and she goes, okay, whatever you say. So, but it was really amazing because soon after she started studying this, and I give my uh, seminars and, and workshops and everything, and um, afterwards she go, God, that's almost almost word for word <laughs> what uh, I'm learning. And and uh, it, it was really interesting to to experience that. And again, it's called truth. No matter which way you approach the truth, you're going to arrive at the same truth if you're seeking it. Well, before we go on to our next break, we wanted to invite you to join us for our upcoming remote for Teleclass Weekend event on Saturday, July 30th and Sunday, July 31st, 2022, with a bonus Zoom post-class Q&A and social following the last Teleclass on Sunday, plus an additional special bonus Zoom dolphin meditation and post-class Q&A talk story and social on the Monday following. Although we won't be in Hawaii this time in person, we'll celebrate the spirit of aloha remotely wherever you are. The first teleclass is at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Saturday, July 30th, and the title is In Search of Oneness, Your Path of Healing, followed by the second one at noon Pacific time, Building the Bridge to God's Love, Your Psychic Communication. And then the third teleclass on Sunday, July 31st, will be Establishing Heaven on Earth, Your Intuition and Making Spirit Real, followed by Buying Back Your Soul, Trusting Your Inner Voice. Anyone who attends any one or more of the teleclasses during this weekend will be able to join us for not one but two bonus Zoom post-class sessions, one shortly after the end of the final teleclass on Sunday, and the other that will include a special dolphin meditation on Monday following the weekend from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific time. For all the details or to sign up, go to our July events calendar at michaeltamora.com. And by the way, the write-up and flyer is there for you to look at. Or to sign up, you can call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours Pacific time. We'll return in just a bit to continue with the miracles of forgiveness, sharing your joy of truth. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, 
You'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. We're back. (laughs) And we're happy to have you back with us. We've been exploring how the miracle of forgiveness goes hand in hand with sharing your joy of truth. Let's continue on that track further. Yeah, before the break, I was talking about, you know, the truth is the truth is the truth. It's it's unchangeable, never changing. So when Raphael, I was mentioning, you know, Raphael gave this great example of, of going through choosing forgiveness, even when she was very upset and, and hurting and the whole bit. And what she did was just letting go of each of those thoughts and feelings that was coming up. And she realized, oh, yeah, that's not, those are not the truth. And, and um, she mentioned that she's been studying this Course in Miracles for many years, practicing the tools she's learned from that. And before the break, I was mentioning, oh, yeah. And I was specifically guide it to not study it at that point to see what would happen. And over the years, what's happened is Raphael's uh, been able to confirm that, oh yeah, all the things you're teaching is the same stuff because we're both looking at the truth and and arriving it at different ways. Mine has been a little bit more school of hard knocks. <laughs> but when, whenever Raphael is practicing the tools she's learning in the Course in Miracles, I most of the time I can tell because the entire energy, not just her energy, but the energy everywhere around. And, and I could notice, oh yeah, there's a change in my space and my awareness and I realized, oh yeah, she's she's going through these steps and getting much more to the truth of the matter that was originally upsetting her. And I'm sure when I practice the way I go about forgiving, which is much more looking, just looking at the truth and and seeing, okay, this is I was basing my uh, experience and my decisions and thoughts and feelings and reactions and everything on what I, how I perceived what I was perceiving at the time of the incident or the experience. And as I have a little chance to step back from it and find some neutrality and looking at, oh yeah, what's the truth of this? And I, it's very, once you start to get into the practice of that, it's very easy to disassemble the images in your mind that you thought this is the 
way it is. This is reality, unchangeable. Nope, this person did it to me or that person did this or I did this to myself or I'm the one, I'm the guilty party that did this to somebody else. And you're tormenting yourself. And when you really look at it and step back, oh, that's the movie in your mind. And as you start to step away from that movie and realize, just like you do when you watch an incredible, engaging, immersive movie and you get all emotional and bent out of shape or whatever, and you walk out of the theater and you go, oh, oh, yeah, that was just a movie. <laughs> just like waking up from a dream at night uh, in the morning and you just go, oh, thank God, if it was a nightmare, thank God, that's just a dream. It's not reality. It's not how things are. It's just the way I perceived certain uh, experiences in my mind. And it sure seemed real when I was in it. But the minute I step out of it, oh, it's just a story. So, so that's one way or the other. Forgiving is that process of sticking by the truth. You know, staying put and going, okay, the truth is never going to change, but this is changing. And this is changing. How I feel about this is changing. How I think about this is changing. All that, oh, therefore, it's not the truth. What's the truth? What's the underlying truth? And when you get to that, the light goes on. When you get to that, what heals you is why, you know, you don't feel bad anymore is, oh, you get to the joy of truth. And, and you can't keep it to yourself in some way. You don't have to verbalize it or anything. You don't have to act it out or anything. But even if you're just sitting there quietly in meditation, you're sharing the joy that now you're experiencing instead of, instead of the horror or the fear or the anger or you know whatever else you were experiencing before that was terrible and all of a sudden it's sunlight again it's a beautiful day you don't feel that way anymore because you're now experiencing the truth and yes the truth will set you free so what about those times when you just can't let it go. <laughs> I had an experience with someone, I might have talked about this before, but I think it's a great example for today where I made a mistake with someone. We all make mistakes. I try to own my mistakes as much as possible. In this case, I paid for this mistake dearly because it affected my health for an entire year. But the person <clears throat> who I made the mistake with, it wasn't until three years later that this person approached me and she just said, I can't let this go. I, I think about it every day. I can't stand it. I can't stand you. And, you know, she is this whole thing that went on. And the answer for that is when you are looking for that truth, when you are going through the process of forgiveness, you're going to have two different voices in your head about it. One is the voice of the ego who is never going to lead you to freedom or happiness or anything it likes you to be upset. And the other is the voice of, the, of spirit or Holy Spirit, if you want to think of it that way, which tells you which direction to go as you are going through your processes. If you go with the ego, you will never be happy. 
or you won't be happy about the situation. It'll just go on and on. And for some people, listening to that voice of an ego of the ego is a lifelong practice. Um, people who hold grudges for years and years and years and won't let it go. Well, you know, a, a hurt can really hurt. We all go through hurt. There's not one single person on earth that doesn't go through some kind of physical pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, whatever kind of pain you can come up with. It's here in this world. But as you are able to turn away from that that uh, mean voice in your head and recognize it as not part of you and really go with spirit, then you start to go more and more towards the truth and towards love and towards that joy of truth in love. Yeah, that that reminded me when listening to Raphael's experience. It reminded me, this was years and years and years ago when I was uh, giving quite a bit of, you know, I had a private practice of giving people clairvoyant uh readings and healing sessions and um, somebody signed up for one and for a two-hour full session came to me and sits down in right in front of me and in a private room and everything and in my uh, office and uh, so I I, uh, start with the prayer as I always did and, and start to open my mouth to give her a reading and she stopped me and she says okay I want to tell you first why I'm here And I said, okay. And she proceeded to spend the entire two hours completely lamb blasting me, uh, everything, every kind of, it was literally like a psychic whipping for two hours. (laughs) And, And it was basically, and this was probably about 10 years after uh, what she's talking about uh, happened. apparently happened, and 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 she was just one of my students amongst many students I had back then, and uh, uh, about ten whatever years before this lashing uh, <laughs> session, and and so in one sense it was great because I was really in this very heightened awareness state looking at her and everything that's going on as she's talking but it was also a very vulnerable space for me because because I'm wide open and uh, I'm just sitting there looking at her and and under the impression I she wanted some communication about something but now she decided she'd rather pay for a two-hour session so she could that was the only way she felt she would be entitled to tell me off totally tell me off (laughs) about you know how horrible and everything whatever uh when I taught her something or other and it's just this whole laundry list of of uh whatever kind of um she didn't like about me, where I was, and how I did things, and whatever else. And so I decided, oh, this will be a good time for me to practice. And and practice not defending myself. And 
of course, she wasn't going to let me have a word in edgewise. So, you know, it, it was it was a perfect situation. And so then I decided, oh, yeah, this is the only way she was able to confront me after waiting 10 years or whatever. Holding and that grudge. Holding a grudge that it was like I couldn't even remember uh, the incident in class or something like that. And and so uh, I... I learned a lot. Wow, how much this person was, you know, ferocious. And um, so I just let her do this, and I practiced my tools of just letting things pass through. And any time any kind of reaction came up within my own mind, I would start to deal with that. And I go, oh, yeah, that's just a reaction. Those those are images in my mind that's coming up because she's just raking me over the coals. And all the, you know, wanting to defend yourself and protect yourself and all that kind of stuff. Ah, all coming up. So I, I thanked her in terms of internally. I'm just going, oh, yeah, you're really helping me get free of all of this. And so... We went on for two hours. Basically, I, I couldn't say anything because she wouldn't let me. And uh, I used that time for me to find the truth in everything she was saying. And I got to see where she was. And in and, and seeing the truth in her, as she said those things, everything started to disappear. By the end of the session, she was in a completely different place. And I said, great, thank you very much. <laughs> and I might want to add, you were in a different place, too. I was in a very yeah. different place back then, too. So what a thing to go through. Well, believe it or not, we're at the end of our show today. That went fast. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Join us again next Wednesday for You Are the Light of the World, Living the Miracle of Sharing Your Joy. We'll explore what really makes you the light of the world and how you live the miracle of spirit when you share your inner joy in the world. Remember, too, to sign up for our special remote teleclass weekend event to celebrate the spirit of Aloha coming up on Saturday and Sunday, July 30th and 31st. Learn about your path of healing, your psychic communication, how to use your intuition and make spirit real and trusting your inner voice. For all the details and to sign up, check our website events calendar for July 2022 or call our offices at 530-926-2650. And don't forget about the You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass this coming Saturday. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. <laughs>